This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I believe that together we can make America great again. Oh, girl, there it is. There it is. That sexy groove can only mean one thing. You are now dialed in to another stellar episode. A lot of big promises today. Another stellar episode of Everybody Calm Down. Good afternoon, everybody. Jimmy Fallon in the house, host of this radio house of ill repute. Also the head writer for the Kennedy Show on Fox Business that you can watch Monday through Thursday at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I, of course, joined in studio every day by my producer, Sean Barry. Good morning. Good to see you. Uh, we run an apolitical show over here. We don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Just don't be an asshole. Uh, it's a safe space where everybody can just get along uh, and tolerate each other's views and kind of coexist. I mean, I work at Fox News, which uh, tends to, from time to time, lean to the right. It's, hmm. it's been accused of such things. Yeah. I, I've never seen it personally. But Sean, not a huge fan of the president. No, not really. Not a... As a human, get him out of here. Yeah. Get him out. But uh, not not the biggest fan. No. As a, as a human being, I don't find him to be, uh, I don't know, human. Yet, yet <laughs> we get on fine. Of course. On the show. Yeah. Because we don't care. We're not going to be defined by our differences or our political affiliations. Robbie Suave is joining us shortly from Reason Magazine. He's a libertarian. Okay. We hang out with him, too, even though no one takes any of their views seriously. We, we'll still <laughs> hang out with him. No, they're the best. He's a libertarian like Kennedy. They're actually the smartest people. They have the best ideas. But I think it's what holds them back politically is like the establishment, you know, parties are never going to let a third party sneak in there. Mm. The closest thing we'll ever have to a third party is Trump because he's not a Republican. He's a banana Republican. You know right. what I mean? He's been a Democrat. He's been a Repu- He's been a lot of things, mm-hmm. but he's essentially a Trump at the end of the day. Um, but on this show, we just want you to be a Michter's guy. They sponsor every episode of Everybody Calm Down. And, and all that means is just treat people right, man. Do things cool. Be classy. Okay. And I will begin today by telling you, Sean Barry, who is not a Michter's guy. This one irked me a little bit as a oh, guy yeah. who grew up in New York when it was rough and tumble. Mm-hmm. So San Francisco's New district attorney. I want to get his name correct. Chesa Boudin. Okay. Not a Michter's guy has announced that he is going to decriminalize public urination on sidewalks. What the hell did you just say? I'll, I'll explain it to you. Okay. Okay. This is San Francisco where they have like so many, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. Right. There, but for the grace of God go I. It's not good that they are plagued with the homeless problem that they have. But policies like this, in my opinion, are part of the reason they have them. Well, it's like when you end quality of life policing, yeah, it's, it's you know, tends to, you know, uh, affect overwhelmingly or disproportionately people on the lower end of the economic scale. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I almost feel like you need a little bit of tough love to spur people along. It's like right. if you say, oh, it's okay to just come here and bottom out. 
People come and bottom out right. is what I think. So if that's tough love of me, I don't know what to tell you. The show's called Everybody Calm Down. So, what are you going to do? Beat me up? So we're trying to keep an open mind. It's just basically if you're caught urinating in any which way, shape, or form. Just pull your dick all, out in Union right. Square and uh-huh. pee. And it's, right in front of the okay. cops. Yeah. How you doing? See, <laughs> what? I think that there's a better way to do that. In this sense, all right, so I went to Amsterdam uh-huh. at one point in my life, and I got to see there are these public uh, urinals, if you will, and they're just kind of all over the place. Now you leave the hookers out of this. <laughs> I'm but, kidding, go ahead. But it's a little, it's <laughs> it, it's just basically um, like a metal barrier that you mm-hmm. kind of walk inside of, and mm-hmm. you pee. You're, you're yeah. outside, there's no plumbing to it necessarily, but at the very least, you're covered up, and there's it's some a place, dignity. and there's a place to do it. Yeah. It's not necessarily against the building. Well, they have a place in San Francisco to do it. It's called the sidewalk. Right. Um, the I mean. street. I mean, yeah. it is. It's, like, disgusting. Like, they have, like... That's crazy we, we do CrossFit. They do cross shit. Like, literally, <laughs> you're jumping over people on the sidewalk. It's You gross. are so dumb. Sorry. You are really dumb. For real. I didn't deserve that. But the point is, it's a mess out there. But here is him. Okay, let me read you the article. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase Boudin. Uh, it says, San Francisco's pee problem could soon get worse. Chase Boudin, the urine and feces-plagued city's incoming district attorney pledged during the campaign not to prosecute public urination and other quality of life crimes if elected. He declared victory Saturday night after results showed him winning a plurality Mm. of votes in the DA race. Um, Says, we will not prosecute cases involving quality of life crimes, crimes such as public camping, offering or soliciting sex, so prostitution's good to go, Uh, public urination, blocking a sidewalk, etc., should and not be prosecuted. Okay, he said many of these crimes are still being prosecuted. We have a long way to go to decriminalize poverty and homelessness. Now, spinning it that way, I, I you, you, at first you're like, yeah, I mean, why, why are we prosecuting these poor people just for being broken homeless? But these policies lead to more people being broken homeless. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you can literally set up your tent blocking a sidewalk and take a shit in the street yeah. while, right after you're getting blown by a hooker. Yeah, who's paying rent yeah. when you've got hookers hot walking around and you can pee and poop anywhere and live in a tent where the climate's pretty warm. These policies, however compassionate they sound, are exacerbating the problem. I agree with that. And it's true. Um, Boudin, you need to know this. His parents were members of the Weather Underground domestic terrorist group. Uh, Boudin was raised in Chicago by weather underground leaders Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn after his parents were sent to prison on murder charges while he was a toddler. This according to NBC News. Mm. Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders cheered Boudin's victory in the election. Now is the moment to fundamentally transform our racist and broken criminal justice system by ending mass incarceration, the failed war on drugs, and the criminalization of poverty. The Vermont senator wrote on Twitter Saturday congratulating Boudin on his historic Victory, And it is historic. He will probably go down as the last mayor of San Francisco. I mean, this is bad. It's a toilet. I was there with Jenny and Lincoln because I love San Francisco. So I'm not like uh, I'm not at war with liberal ideology here, although I think it's failing the city. I'm like selfishly. Because I don't really have as much skin in the game. I'm not there. Mm-hmm. But I, I love San Francisco. It's like the coolest place in the world. Like the geography of the big hills and, you know, Steve McQueen and all the car chases and Bullet and Full right. House. Which, by the way, the Full House uh, experience is the most disappointing thing of your life. I, I couldn't imagine it being Lincoln, anything other than that. I know. <laughs> but Lincoln, because Fuller House was a thing last year when we right, went. Yeah. And he was obsessed with the show for a little while. And... um a lot of people don't know this, but in Full House, you know when they show them in front of the house in the park with the dog? Mm. That's not the Full House house. 
That just happens to be um, a section of San Francisco. They're called the Painted Ladies because they were these old, you know, types of stucco house or whatever mm-hmm. the hell they are. Um, but that is actually in the shot, in the opening scene of the of the show, not supposed to represent their house. It's just been associated with such things for all this time. Right. The actual house is on a very tiny, small uh, uh, side street. And, and while it does look like a house you see in exterior shots from the show, there's a note hanging up out front that says, fuck you, tourists. <laughs> like, people live on this block. Screw you for coming here. Uh-huh. Be considerate. Which I kind of understand, but I kind of don't. I mean, uh-huh. you bought the full house house. Yeah, you blew it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like being, like, in your living room in the Amityville Horror House and be like, what's up with these ghosts? Right. I can't, <laughs> the, you know, you guys have a lot of nerve, you know? Oh, yes, they're going to be there. But San Francisco is now a public toilet, and it upsets me. And a lot of people, this is a good example, Sean, of a nuanced argument where you can absolutely cater to the emotional aspect of this and win half the country over to your side. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely cater to the, what I consider to be tough love, yet factual aspect of this, and be considered a racist demon, Mm. which you're not. Like, you might actually just be trying to help, you know? It's, you know, sometimes a little bit of that tough love stuff goes a long way. I mean, I, I absolutely, and I know this is in the popular opinion, but I believe I, I benefited from having strict parents who absolutely kicked my ass once in a while. I just think it gave me, like, a healthy enough respect for authority. You know, I still disrespected them occasionally, mm-hmm. you know, but I was, you know, definitely fearful and, and respectful of, like, my need to be part of the law and order of society, right. you know. Mike DiStefano, the late, great Mike DiStefano, had a really funny joke about this. He goes, <laughs> the Mikey D joke, God rest his soul, man, one of the best comics ever. He goes, yeah, I'll never forget the first time my dad caught me and my friend smoking. Brought me and my brought me and my buddy out to the shed, made us suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not what you thought was yeah. happening, right. Sean Barry. But the point is a little tough love can go a long way. I am not espousing the virtues yeah. of shed blow jobs as an anti-smoking deterrent. But I would say when you get uh, when when you allow or encourage certain types of behavior, yes, you absolutely get more of it, and it scares me as a New Yorker because we're on the we're on the verge of a San Francisco. Mm-hmm. We're close. I agree. The reason we haven't quite caught them in sheer number is just because it's cold here, which is sad too because people still freeze it out here. They're still on sidewalks. They're still in town. And they freeze to death. Here. Yes, they freeze to death, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, Penn Station is you know it's there's a lot of Walking Dead in there. It's grim. It's, it's sad. It's getting worse over the yes, years. Yes, and again, I'm not saying this like, how dare you expose me to this because I work hard and get to go home every day. Mm-hmm. I'm really talking about them. And these people you think you're helping by not prosecuting them for pulling their dicks out in public or shitting on a sidewalk, you're not helping them. You're encouraging them to be you know, more, more depraved, more resigned to their fate. You know, and by eliminating personal responsibility from society, I think we're just turning the whole place, pardon the expression, into a giant dump. I think at the very least you're you're enabling. And, you know, while I I can't say we have the answer, Mm -hmm. there needs to be something done about it. And I think maybe this is a step to see, hey, let's try it this way. Yeah. And we're going to find a lot of piss and shit in the street and see, like, this probably isn't working. What is? We're going to have to figure out something else. Like, this is step one to, like, at least we're talking about it, right? And I'm not kidding when they call San Francisco our number two tourist attraction (laughs) in America, you know? Oh, I'm sorry. We got to take a quick break. Robbie Suave joins us on the Mictor's Voice line when we come back. If you're going 
San Francisco Be sure to wear a hazmat suit out there So many junkies in San Francisco You're gonna see folks pooping everywhere For those who come to San Francisco Half the time there's crack in Union Square San Francisco Crazy people Make tourists really scared Shipping can make or break a sale So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Playing the serious music, Sean Barry. Because the country's on fire. But is it? I don't know that it is. We're still fighting over chicken sandwiches and reworking Christmas songs, which is a sign it's still going okay. If you got time to fight over Baby It's Cold Outside... Yeah, I, I sincerely is doubt that, in Syria anyone's arguing over goat nuts roasting on an open fire. Wait, you know that, what I mean? Is that still a thing, the Baby It's Cold They outside? just reworked it. Maybe we'll get into it with oh, our next boy. guest. Because he's a heavy hitter, if ever there was one on this show or any show. Uh, a libertarian superstar at Reason Magazine. Some know him as the younger, cuter version of me. Robbie Suave rejoins the show. Robbie Suave, what is up? <laughs> Hello. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Hey, girl. So, uh, Robbie Suave. <laughs> I don't even know where to start today because you're a guy who frequently likes to cover the goings on at campuses and you're very well versed in the outrage mob and certainly cancel culture for that matter. Uh, we had a couple of memorable, th- memorable things go on last yesterday. Can we please start? I know there's one you want to get to, but can you get us up to speed on what happened to Donald Trump Jr.? Because I just thought it was a hilarious story. <laughs> right. So he got a. Uh... He got uh, he was speaking at, at UCLA to promote his book, which uh-huh. is called, you know, Triggered, How the Left is Trying to Silence Us and They Hate Our Freedoms and mm-hmm. They Want to Murder Our Children While We Sleep. You know, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> All true stories, by the way. Well, right? No, no, it's totally true. Um, and he gets he gets heckled. He's speaking on stage with Charlie Kirk. That's the Turning Point USA guy and uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle, whom I think, you know. And <laughs> oh, boy, he's he's, uh, he's speaking and he's getting heckled. 
But guess what? It's not leftist students heckling him. It's these kind of far right. Um, they're sort of alt rightish. They're, I mean, they're totally racist. They're, uh -huh. they're awful, awful people of the ex like far, far, far right. Okay. And they're the ones heckling him. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, why? Why are they heckling him for? I don't understand. Is he? Was he not like far right enough for them? Is that what it was? Right, no, they're, exactly. He's not far right enough for them. You know, he doesn't want to deport all Mexican people and all black people and have just a nation of like white social conservatives, which is what these, you know, they want to deport gays. They like these people are like crazy. You know, Richard Spencer has excommunicated them for not being racist enough, I guess. But that's, where, that's where we're at. Oh, my goodness gracious. They can't even get a gig on CNN with Richard Spencer. Oh, my God, that's crazy. But you should make so anyway, you know, Don Jr. If he does a sequel, I did this in my own book. You got to make a little bit of space in the book for some criticism of the intolerant right. They do exist too. It's not just all campus snowflakes. There's a lot of them. I make fun of them all the time. They deserve it. But it's not just the left, my friend. And that's that's something uh, I, I think he learned. Uh, he learned. Uh, wow. But yeah. it was particularly, and this happens to the Trumps a lot on Twitter. They have a long history of tweeting something that will bite them in the ass like an oh, yeah. hour later. So yesterday yeah. he had tweeted that conservatives aren't ever the ones shutting anybody down on a college <laughs> campus. <Yeah. laughs> and like, Not true. <laughs> well, it turns out a uh, little fine print for you there. Uh, but I guess it sounds like his book sales are going well. I mean, he certainly had a, a banner day on The View last week. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> here's something you're not allowed to tweet if you're Jimmy Fallon, but I wanted to tweet. Well, it was nice to hear someone talking about their dad on The View. Besides, you know, I wasn't going to get into it, but uh, Robbie just hung up the phone. <laughs> like, you can't say that. It was nice to hear someone else talking about their dad on The View, I guess, was the joke. And it would be a, a pleasant rib to Megan McCain because that's a frequent criticism of her. But I get on with her really well, and she's good friends with Kennedy. So I can't Friend talk that kind too. of smack. Yeah. yeah, I know you are. And that's the yeah. point. Yeah. You know, it's like we've gotten to this place in society where any dig is associated with, with some type of malice or rancor. And it's not true. You know, we bust each other's balls and you and you could not mean anything malicious by it, but you can't really chance it in 2019, Robbie Suave, or they will cancel the shit out of you. And then right. I'll be, I'll be back. To, yeah, I'll be back to driving a cab where I belong, you know. Um, so what was the other because this is the story, the bigger story, um, which I think should be the bigger story, which is the one you had sent me this morning about the college apologizing. Can you explain that to me exactly what this was? Yes. So this is an editorial at the Daily Northwestern, which isn't just any student newspaper. This is the student newspaper of, of Northwestern University, which has the most prestigious, well-respected journalism program in the entire country, the mm -hmm. Medal School of Journalism. Wow. Um, so so they, these are heavy hitters, I mean, in the student journalism world. Yep. they uh, So they recently covered a Jeff Sessions event because he came to speak on campus. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess their their article, their, like this was straight news reporting. It was triggering. It was traumatizing to the student activists, the protesters who were protesting sessions. Uh -huh. Like they didn't even like an article being written about it because it called to mind the trauma of the event. So the, new, <laughs> the newspaper apologized and said, we won't do this again. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. We'll never make this mistake again. We will not cover news that, that you find offensive. Like, like the, the news, the thing that's happening is so, the thing that's offending you. Are, are we just like – we just completely pretending now, you know, it's like we had this talk yesterday, like Instagram is getting rid of the like buttons. 
And a lot of people were complaining about that because you're like, you're misleading people now. And I'm like, hello, you're putting 71 filters on your picture. Don't talk to me about misleading people, you know? But I, I want to name my first two children, Aiden and Sierra, after my two favorite Instagram filters. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. Anyone under 21 thinks the Oscar winning film Juno is about an Instagram influencer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's not about a teenage pregnant girl who gets her life together and pulls it off. Not at all. Um, but it's crazy because, like, I don't know. Like, are we all supposed to pretend? Because I don't want to be the guy using terms. You know, I don't want to be yelling snowflake and triggered and all of that. I'd like to see us get past that. But uh, we're not past that if we're really going to try to legislate around people's feelings. Because the scary part, Robbie Suave, you know as well as I, is like the world doesn't care about not only your feelings, but anybody's feelings. You know, so I don't know how I don't know what the workaround is here. Like, how do you is there a way to reverse this or are we just circle in the drain? Yeah, I mean, this is pretty bad, right? I mean, so certainly the snowflake uh, smear can be taken too far sometimes. I'm sure I'm guilty of myself. Uh, I'm guilty yeah, of but I want to jump in. I want to interrupt like, you. This no, is bad. Yeah, but I do want to interrupt you. You're not guilty of it because whenever you're using the term, you're reinforcing it with 2,000 words of actual reason and, and nuanced thought. Well, where, yeah, where it's no, I really, I really do. I, I mean that. There's no way I would book you on this show if I thought you were like one of those middle of the road. You know what I mean? You don't hear Guy Benson yeah. on this show. I'm kidding. Yeah. I love Guy Benson. <laughs> you can actually catch me filling in for him this Friday. But uh, the point is, um, no, a lot of people use these terms as just like a kin convenient way to dismiss something and not have to deal with it. So a term like, you know, alt-right racist or snowflakes or whatever the hell, they kind of use it in a blanket manner because it's just a way to kind of like stifle the whole debate altogether, you know. Um, but, but no, I think you're using it pragmatically and fairly, but I don't actually know how you reverse this because like my kid is 10 and all of this stuff that you hear in the college vernacular is all over the internet um, and it's used by, you know, YouTubers and stuff. So little kids are thinking of it things this way too. Like they little 10 year old kids call everything racist. They have no idea. Mm. You know, I'm like, you know, Lincoln, Sean's wearing a white hood. It's not a big deal. You know, it's not a big deal, but uh, I, I kid, but uh, what do you think, Robbie Suave? We just finished. Is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, th but this is, this is uh, th th these, these students will go on to work at places like the New York Times and the Washington Post, like other like important uh, media outlets that are documenting human life as it exists now. And are, they're going to be bringing norms they've developed through college that wow. suggest that like offending someone or, or causing someone some slight emotional discomfort is the same thing as wounding them physically. Yeah. That is, is what we've arrived at that is so weird and wrong and dangerous to think that it's the same thing yeah. as like beating somebody up if yeah. you've if you've made them ill at ease even briefly and yeah. like like we have to dance around each each other to like even in society if that's how it's if that's how it's supposed to be and of course the real world world uh, the real world does not operate like that yeah but but they want it to it's so, so I don't know scary we have we've incentivized people to get upset 
It's like we've incentivized people basically to give words too much power over their lives. I was talking about this on America's Newsroom the other day with the great Sandra Smith. It's like we're encouraging people to be almost like encouraging them to be assholes because outing somebody. I mean, when you think about that, like what cancel culture is online, would you ever really behave that way at a party? Like you wouldn't go to a party and run into one of us and bring up a joke we told nine years ago and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I just wanted to confront you on this joke. You know, those types of people don't do that at parties. I mean, I know this because they don't get invited to parties, you know, but the trick is like, and why, why should they? It's actually bad. So I think uh, as much as I sound like a, Hey, you kids get off my lawn type of guy. I actually do think we're right on this one, but I don't know because these are influential people. If we can reverse the course, I think we're either electing Don Jr. Next or we're finished as a country. Are you with me, Robbie? I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You're actually the second person I've heard say this week that actually doesn't it make sense that Don Jr. would just be the successor to, to, to Trump? And, and now I'm like, I'm like, okay, maybe that does actually make some sense. It's um, like, this is the value of the Trumps. I really mean it. Uh, besides endless entertainment. And, uh, you know, this it's it's kind of, you know, in, in the, the song uh, Roadhouse Blues by Jim Morrison, where he says, I woke up this morning, got myself a beer. The future's uncertain and the end is always near. Mm-hmm. We're all living in Roadhouse Blues now. <laughs> like that's I do enjoy yeah, that. We I wake did, up, you know, I did have a beer. And Sean did wake up and have yeah. a beer this morning. But I do think the one enduring value of the Trumps is that they do fight back against the outrage machine. And they're at least holding it at bay because we're very close to them taking over. Like if Hillary won, they probably take over and we also don't get a harvey weinstein story or at least the beginnings of a jeffrey epstein story uh if she's in power if trump loses i mean i don't i don't we're not stumping for him obviously but if trump loses could you see the outrage mob really taking over the country robbie suave well i mean and people people are vote people voted for trump and will do so again because they see him and he positioned himself as the last line of defense against totalitarian political correctness culture right mm-hmm. i mean that was a reason that people flocked to him wow. so if you if you don't like him if you don't want him to be president you should stop equipping him with that with that power <laughs> that people see him as the last refuge for free speech it's like we, that's you you did that it's like we they managed to make uh, 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 you know, a fat McDonald's eating F- Fifth Avenue billionaire punk rock, you know, yeah, like he yeah. couldn't have did that on his own. But he's like a MAGA hat is like a, a new a new punk rock. But it's funny because Obama, President Obama, spoke out about this last week at, a, at an event for his foundation. He spoke out against cancel culture and said, you guys got to abandon these like, you know, purity tests. And he wouldn't do that unless he recognized it as a liability for his own party. You know, because people associate cancel culture largely with the left, but there's vast swaths of society uh, that hate it. You know, even in the liberal party, like Jessica Tarloff, who's as liberal as they come, is not a fan of cancel culture. I think she'd be the first one to tell you that. Um, And and it's something that could be a liability in a one point election in a one point national election. So I want to believe they're going to scale it back, but I don't know they will. Next subject, because I got you on the phone, Robbie Suave, and this is a little bit of a libertarian issue. Um, San Francisco, the new district attorney, announced that he's going to decriminalize public urination. Um, you know, because San Francisco wasn't germy enough. It's about time someone brought in some, some germs. Again, I know this goes two ways because the criminal justice system, you know, disproportionately affects people of color and minorities and we shouldn't criminalize poverty. And I think you agree with me that we want to end the drug war. But do you think on some small level, 
by decriminalizing quality of life offenses. I could be wrong, but do you think it kind of encourages more of them and that it's undermining these people from actually getting their shit together? Um, I, I think that's possibly true, right? I mean, like the super libertarian take, I guess, is that we shouldn't be putting anybody in jail and these are small issues. But uh, I, I don't. I think it's more complicated than that, obviously, because yeah, you don't want that happening. I mean, these are especially it's public. You know, it's publicly owned property. In some ideal libertarian world, it would all be private property, and then whoever owned it could set what rules they want for it. <laughs> Since it's public property, we got to come together and decide what the rules should be. But yeah, like the the person, the council member talking about de, you know decriminalizing all of that stuff, still wants to put like wants to put plenty of people in jail. Yeah. The people they just want to put in jail are like. You know, billionaires or, yeah. or people who work for tech companies. Yeah, white tech So it's people. a it's a dishonest sleight of hand that we we can't fill the prisons. They just don't want to fill the prisons with people you think of as criminals. They want to fill them with prison uh, prisoners they think of as criminals. Can I tell you what libertarians do wrong from a messaging standpoint? For real? Oh, oh well, do you have the next ten hours free if you want to get on this subject? <laughs> no, it's like I, I'm listening to you talk, and I you know obviously I listen to Kennedy every night. And uh, you guys have all, all these brilliant, you know, nuanced takes and it, they all make sense and they're all great. But what you should be leading with is the fact that you guys just let anything go. Like anything goes yeah. under a libertarian presidency. Mm -hmm. they keep the like, government out. like if Robbie Suave is president, I don't have to destroy any of my search histories anymore, nor do I have That's to throw right. out my laptops. I mean, I'm living a whole new life. Mm -hmm. To quote The Little Mermaid, it is a whole new world, Sean Barry. You guys should be leading with the fact that you can marry whatever you want, smoke whatever you want, fuck whatever you want, apparently poop wherever you want, mm -hmm. which is a San Francisco version of, of your doctrine. But uh, I think I think that connects with voters. You know what I'm saying, Robbie? Swabby, stop about this government spending taxation and theft bullshit. It's true. I get it. But it's a harder argument to make. How about Suave 2020, you know, make America fuck, smoke, pee, and whatever again? Let your freak flag fly. Boom! There you go. Is Camille considered that as his slogan? Who's running? Who's going to run? Don't tell me Bill Weld. Bill Weld isn't going to win. Is somebody, gonna, is somebody else going to jump in there? I don't care for Weld uh, anymore either. I don't know. I don't know who who will jump in and be our be our nominee. I I, I might cast a write in for Justin Amash at this point. I, I don't cool. know. I don't know what it's going to be. I could respect that. I mean, speaking of voting, by the way, uh, Sean Spicer thrown off Dancing with the Stars Aww. last night. Sean was uh, he was dancing like nobody was watching, and according to the ratings, <laughs> he was right. According to the ratings, <laughs> he uh, he had it. It's really funny, Robbie, how that turned into like we can't even have Dancing with the Stars anymore. Like we've got to that's got to be polluted by this shit too. Yeah. You know, it's like the two political parties, Robbie, and this is where you have an opening as a libertarian. People are living in this country now, and the two political parties are like parents that should have got divorced twenty years ago. But mm -hmm. they just they stayed together for the kids, but they don't realize the kids don't want them together. It's like, would you guys just stop fighting and ruining fucking everything and just go off? This is your time, Robbie. Yes. Well, politics has creeped into every aspect of life and our social interactions. Like now we're supposed to fight at Thanksgiving <laughs> about politics. Like, like the media is, is constructing, you know, here's a 10 step guide to confront and interrogate your slightly racist uncle <laughs> the yearly festivities, right? They're, they're, they, they want it politicized. Oh, it's, that's where we are. Well, listen, to be fair, Robbie, no one's going to have a more awkward Thanksgiving than T.I. and uh, his daughter. I think they oh I think they have. Did you see she unfollowed him on Facebook today? Oh, is that right? Yeah. Harsh. 
Apparently she, didn't, apparently she didn't like the thumbs up button. Uh, you know, oh, too soon. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That wasn't good, Robbie. If you got <laughs> sorry, that's it. We're suing. We're going to sue. Uh, but really weird. Uh, all I can say, Robbie, is we've gotten to this place. I know we got to let you go soon. Is we really have gotten to this place where like angry is the new normal. I don't think it's sustainable. That's why I host a show called Everybody Calm Down. But I think the things that'll calm us down are libertarian beliefs. I really mean this, man. I hope so. Uh, no, this is your time. Everybody yeah. hates both parties. Go poke Camille with a stick. He's sleeping at his yeah. new fancy house in Brooklyn. Get him out of bed and tell him to run. Camille could win. Who else do you think if they had the proper uh, if they had the proper apparatus behind them. Is there other libertarian candidates? I actually don't think Amash could win. And I like yeah. Amash, and I believe in a lot of what he stands for. But I think he might be limited in terms of his his personality on a mass scale. Because he is funny, and he is witty. But I think, like, I actually think a guy like Camille could win. Could Camille win with the proper infrastructure? Uh, I mean, I would be voting for him. I don't know if he could win. I, I think the lesson of Trump probably is that you need some existing famous person okay. on to which you can you could sort of transport your your ideology and make them the face of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know some like I mean, I'm a big fan of, of uh, Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. Oh, He's not exactly a libertarian, but mm-hmm. he has some libertarian impulses. So like if he ran and decided he was a libertarian, you know, he could do really well. Something like that. A free I market think. guy. I I, uh, yeah. I I met him in the lobby at Fox, by the way, and uh, he he was a pretty cool guy. Pretty approachable guy, that Mark Cuban. So how about that? Maybe if I run into him again, I'll try to I'll try to draft him into the Libertarian Party. What do Tell you think him I want him in. Tell him I want him in. Listen, I'm on the case, Robbie Suave. After yeah. an interview like okay, this, good. it's the least I can do. This was a <laughs> bang up job. We had sidewalk pooping, Ti's daughter's hymen. I mean, the class hits. <laughs> you come to everybody, calm down to here. Uh, hey man, join me on the radio next week. I promise I won't do any of this. I swear. <laughs> the the uh, your PG show. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's what I do. You know, that's an old trick, Robbie. When you you perform at a college uh they always tell you to go up to the student activities board and say do you want the pg-13 or the r and no matter what they select you do the r and if they get upset after like if they said pg-13 afterwards you go uh, but you did the r afterwards you go well it's a good thing i didn't do the r you know right. that's an old move and that's probably why nobody colleges book comics anymore because a jerk well, they hate to laugh yeah there's laughing that whole is thing very triggering. <laughs> laughing is very triggering robbie suave but this was not you have successfully opiated the masses for 20 minutes i thank you and My i will pleasure. i'll see you in the d block soon all right buddy see you soon there thank he goes you. robbie suave everybody rock and roll uh we got to do some quick headlines when we come back and we'll call it a day right here on everybody calm down Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Tonight on 
an all-new intervention. We go inside the disturbing new addiction that's bringing America to its knees. My name is Doug Fritz, and I am addicted to yelling at celebrities on Twitter. Everyone in my feed was bashing Ellen DeGeneres, so I did it too, and I got 50 likes. I was like, wow, this is cool. Yelling at celebrities on Twitter was a high like nothing I'd ever felt before. It made me feel morally superior on issues I didn't even know anything about. I was getting a huge rush of approval from people I'd never even met, but they must be cool because they agree with me. I started skipping family functions just so I could try and get complete strangers fired from their jobs. And then I hit rock bottom. My boss saw my hate-filled tweets about the people who were spreading hate. And I got fired. Intervention. The yelling at celebrities on Twitter epidemic. I don't want to put down my phone. Nobody likes me in the real world. Oh, girl. There it is. There it is. Big shout out to Robbie Suave. Yeah, he's the best. God, I love the younger, cuter me. <laughs> so fantastic. I mean, I, I'm not cute at all, but I love the young, cute me. Like anyone associates me with cute. Although, I got to tell you this. Women frequently that liked me in my lifetime would tell me mm. I was cute, oh. which is probably like a put down. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, baby, you want to go home together? They're like, oh, you're cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bless your heart. I feel like I got a lot of that as well. Oh, Just man. Just called cute. It's, no, I don't want to be cute. Come on. Think a of- lifetime supply of friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not true. We got games, Sean Barry. Oh, we I got know. wonderful wives. Uh, yeah, I did well for myself. Lucky to have that. Uh, a couple of quick headlines. We get out of here. President Trump told reporters he's going to release uh, a transcript of his first phone call hmm. with the president of Ukraine later this week so this was like when he so apparently this phone call we're fighting over for impeachment the beautiful phone call yeah perfect phone call it was perfect sure it's a perfect phone call everything trump does (laughs) and he's not the kind of guy that would exaggerate so you got to know that yeah uh but apparently um his first phone call which was a congratulatory call to the president of ukraine he thinks will clear things up Mm. i don't know but that's what he told reporters and he's not releasing it until the end of the week yeah, well, he, he did yeah. ask if anybody had any whiteout. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to release the full transcript. I mean, doesn't that just have red flags all over it? Yeah, as, just as gotta, it is, uh, you know, all these red flags that have just been uh, just, taken and burned as, you know, along the way. Just, but <laughs> we're going to wait a week. Just, you know, we have it. We just we'll yeah, give it to you in a week. Know, one second. Oh, you know, they got to parse through it. Make sure they're not revealing any sensitive government information mm. is what they got to do. Got to make a quick run to Staples. <laughs> 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 Figure this out. Some light photoshopping, yeah. you know. I don't stuff know. Our, like our that. printer's not working. Uh, we'll we'll get it to you though. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, former Massachusetts Governor Deval Patrick contemplating a late run in the Democratic race. Finally, some Democratic presidential candidates. Sean Barry, where yeah. have we been? Yeah, where have you guys been on this? Yeah. Uh, so Bloomberg's getting in. Deval Patrick's getting in. Mark Penn said last night that the Democrats, uh, excuse me, shouldn't rule out the idea of Hillary getting in. Right. You're like, still waiting for her. Oh, she's definitely getting in. <laughs> but the point, like, their, their next debate is going to be, like, an, on an episode of, like, Hoarders. There's, like, there's 85 of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's supposed to be shrinking now. This started last year. So stupid. But it's, it's, I've never seen this where it adds as it goes on. But it's, like, it is a commentary on the people running. Because nobody wants to jump in if it looks like somebody has this shit under control. Mm-hmm. Nobody has it under control. It's amazing. It's true. And so somebody's going to sneak in. I would almost venture to say 
because our attention span is so finite now. Mm. I don't think there's a person who can hold our attention span opposite Trump for the next year. You, you need you need to do this for a year. So I actually think my bold prediction on November, uh, what is this, the 12th, 20, yep, Tuesday the 12th, uh, November the 12th, 2019, my bold prediction is that the winner of the Democratic nomination is not in the race right now. Some, but I mean, someone we're not even talking about. Oh, good. So not more, a Bloomberg, Hillary, people, or Deval Patrick. I think it's going to go further than that. In. Yeah. Good. good. I think they're going to, I know, they're going to keep dividing this. It really has just become this year's ice bucket challenge. You just dare a friend and they go, and here we are. Deval Patrick, who was a uh, governor of Massachusetts, uh, many people have accused Barack Obama of plagiarizing his speeches. I don't know if you know that. That's like a common thing, mm. well known thing in like the political uh, vernacular, but we're not going to get into that now. I'm not mad at Barack Obama. Well, not only that, I figured presidents kind of have speech writers going for them anyway. Of course so, they so do. plagiarizing Of them. course they do. They can literally do. have someone writing it for them. So Yeah, it's like, so it might not even been that he did. It yeah. might be somebody else. Yeah, you're just reading it. Stayed up all night, did a little Google cut and paste. <laughs> it was like, here you go, President Obama. <laughs> and then President Obama came in and he's like, who the hell is this Deval Patrick guy? That's just how white folks will do you. And they got you. Deval Patrick, of course, a, a black gentleman, but I'm calling under the premise of that bit. I'm, I'm calling the speechwriter a white guy. I appreciate you which, explaining that. Yeah, to me. It's, it's for the best. I don't want to upset people. 2019. Uh, Popeye's now selling a bourbon fudge pie with bourbon in it. Mm. Yeah. You know, Popeye's has been so calm and sedate lately. We yeah. need to rile these people up with some booze. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> really? <laughs> Woo! Bourbon Bur- fudge pie. Bourbon fudge. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it actually looked halfway decent. Mm. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. But uh, what do they say? I don't, I don't want to make fun of Popeyes. They're good people. Uh, I hire the best people. They say, someone was saying, uh, I think it's in one of our bets. Like you can't beat the prices, but you can beat the customers. Yeah. Apparently, there's a lot of fighting at Popeyes <laughs> yeah. these days. But again, back to our earlier point with Robbie Suave. I think it's another sign that the country's in a good spot when we're fighting over Christmas songs and Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Yeah. Will you eat the bourbon fudge pie? No. You're not a sweets guy or you no, just won't I'm, eat it on principle? I'm not a sweets guy, especially from a fast food restaurant. I, I, I mean, bourbon, is it really bourbon in there? I mean, yeah. come on, there's only one bourbon I drink. Victor's. That's right, baby. It's all about the whiskey. <laughs> I don't have the hand speed to go to Popeye's right now. I got yeah. to get into better fighting shape. That's one thing about Popeye's. <laughs> like the people eating Popeye's are going to get all the best TVs on Black Friday because they're already used to fighting in stores. Because right, you got to get in shape now. Sure. If you haven't fought all year and you show up to Walmart on Thanksgiving <laughs> Eve, you ain't getting no TV. You know what I'm saying? You got to fight. You got to be ready to go now. Here's one for you. Google uh, has been secretly gathering the private health information of 21 million Americans is part of a joint study with Ascension Healthcare Providers. So they've been gathering your healthcare information with like, the help of this lab, unbeknownst to the users. So they're basically uh, data mining, which is, I don't know, nothing new to anyone. Not the best. Well, yeah, I, you know what? You make a good point because I say this too. Google having your health history is not nearly as damaging as Google having your search, search history. history yeah. <laughs> That's a problem, right. you know? Google. <laughs> Google unearths our search history tomorrow. We got a real problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you I mean, know. not to sound overly paranoid, but we literally all walk around with smartphones. You know, they they have cameras, microphones built in. To think that on any level, somebody couldn't just be eavesdropping yeah. on whatever NSA level or, mm. or even basic uh, corporate level of collecting your data, collecting your uh-huh. information, your location, the things you look for as far as purchases. I mean, it's all being done. My right qu- now. yeah. My question so, to you is. What level of affront does Google have to hit hit us with? Like, how badly do they need to wrong society for people to start right. using Bing? 
Yeah. Like, what would it take for people to finally use Bing? I don't know. Because Bing's like, yeah, yo, we're over here. Like, every time Google pays like $50 billion in a settlement or something like this happens, and Bing's like, um, nothing. Yeah. No love for See, Bing. I, I completely put my hands up and I give up. Go ahead, take all my information. You just have I, it. I, I, I don't care. You got, yeah, you have the search that I'm looking for. So, <laughs> Way to go, Google. Thanks. Oh, here's one for you. Worst joke of the day slash best of the day. I'll tell it. We'll move on and pretend it didn't happen. Are you ready? Uh-oh. United Airlines pilot is busted for standing naked in the window of his hotel room inside the Denver airport. So it's one of those hotels where they have like a like a courtyard, in, an indoor courtyard. So okay. the, the rooms view down into like that restaurant area. Mm-hmm. He was busted for standing naked in the window. Are you ready? <laughs> Poor thing. And the TSA said he had a suspicious package. Oh. oh, there it is. There it is. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Sorry. You can be arrested for being naked in your hotel room now? Well, get this. He now sued won a $300,000 wrongful arrest suit. Good, as you should. Because technically speaking, he was in his hotel. Yeah. Now, mind you, it was facing a public courtyard. So? He was fully nude. But he's technically not exposing himself publicly. I mean, I've, I used to work in Times Square, mm-hmm. and there's the big Marriott Hotel right there. Yeah. Just windows galore, and mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. Or maybe you wouldn't be. And all the shenanigans you get to see <laughs> pressed up against that window Can you speak on a regular slower? basis. Can you uh, slow it down a little <laughs> the, bit? The point is you're in the room. Like, it's the same the, uh, effect. If you were outside that mm-hmm. room looking in, you could, you're could. you allowed to take pictures. If How you're standing that? on you know public property and you're looking inside a room and you start taking pictures of someone naked, yeah, that's fine. Because wow. your shades are open. You're I'll, allowing it. I'll never forget the Sky Dome in Toronto. That couple was having sex in the right. hotel room and they were on TV at a baseball game. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But like, he's heading for home. <laughs> so bad. I don't even know what to make of this. Uh, we covered Sean Spicer getting thrown off. Oh, Disney's. This is for us. Disney's new streaming service mm-hmm. launched today. Yep. Do you have it yet for your kids? No, no, no. You, you probably have to get it or uh, no? Uh, I'm going to wait it out. Okay. Well, it was hit by major uh, outages this morning. Oh, which, I, I which, believe it. Which means somewhere on Netflix is handing an envelope full of cash to a Russian hacker because yeah. they're trying to plague this. Is, the streaming wars are real. Yeah. Someone was telling me, an ad executive, that it's so fierce in terms of the competition for on-demand programming mm-hmm. now that we're really watching like an executive version of a mob war right. where they're just gunning each other down in the streets in terms mm-hmm. of sabotaging each other's programming and stuff like this. Sure. This is not like cyber competition is not on the up and up. If we've learned anything about right. the company shadow banning views, they don't agree with and stuff like that. But uh, yes, yeah, theirs, theirs was shut down. It was shut down for 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone said, I did a radio interview this morning, and the guy was like, yeah, 12 minutes isn't that long. I'm like, yeah, you've never been in a room with a two-year-old who can't watch what they want to watch. 12 minutes is plenty of time. 12 12 seconds. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a real, that's a real problem. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. I was going to say, there's a a couple things with the streaming, right? So, oh. There's yeah. more. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, so the notion that uh, you got content being pulled from somewhere else because they own it. So Disney owns it or yeah. whoever owns that content. Um, what's going to wind up happening is if you're too much of an asshole about this sort of thing, people are just going to download it uh, on the, on the dark it. web or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they they're going to pirate it anyway. So it's a little silly. And anything with, with streaming, because 
when you get a new streaming service, my rule of thumb is to give it a couple of months before you even let look them iron at it. the kinks out. Yeah, because there's gonna be. You're and one of those guys that doesn't buy the first model year of a car. Yeah, you wait. That's why out. I didn't get the new Ferrari. No, the first I know. model year. Smart. I mean, we'll get next year. I'll probably get three of them. Yeah, but sure. This year, I'm like, why am I gonna uh, bother? Let them iron out the kinks, Sean Barry. <laughs> well, congratulations to Disney on their launch. I'm yeah. excited for them. Lamar Odom got engaged. Oh, how about that? To uh, his girlfriend, Sabrina Parr. Oh. Will it work? Uh, will it work? Uh, it's a second marriage. Okay. I don't know that it'll work. All right. But if, if you want to send a gift, the happy couple registered at bed, bath salts, and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Get him out of here. Oh, we got to go. We got to go. Get him out of here. <laughs> Get him out. Uh, big shout out to Robbie Suave. And to everybody who made it through these 47 minutes of radio excellence, uh, you can hear me this Friday hosting the Guy Benson Show. We'll, we'll be running a much cleaner train than the one we ran here today. Mm. You know, it's the one joy of podcasting is supposedly we're allowed to just come here and fuck off and not care. Mm. But I have learned that people do care. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ask Shane Gillis, that yeah. dopey kid who got fired from Saturday Night Live. People do care what you say in a podcast if they don't agree with it. You know, if they agree with you, say whatever the hell you want, you know, <laughs> anything you want. That's a good point. You know, but uh, we'll do this again tomorrow uh, with Stephen Kent, who's a living legend and a Fox superstar, libertarian darling. And uh, he hosts his own wonderful podcast about like wizards and stuff like that. And we're going to get into some chicanery on the show tomorrow, Sean Barry. I'm out of here, man. I got to go hold it down at the Death Star. Yeah. Show's over. Thanks for listening. Uh, what do we say? Uh, never do business with a guy whose last name is a city. Mm. Never go near a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body and never shoot pool with a guy who brings his own table. You stick to those three things, you'll do all right in life. Do you know what movie that was? I know. Do you know? Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. 
They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.